I found 1212 right after I miscarried our first baby and I got connected with them. And before 1212, I felt very alone. After I got connected with the podcast and the small groups, I had people to come alongside with me in this journey that I'm on. Impact stories like this one are only made possible by donors like you. To donate to 1212 Ministries, text the word 12 to 345-345. Thanks so much for partnering with us. You want to just feel seen in the midst of your pain. You know, you want someone to just go, hey, I see it and I'll stand with you in it. And when you can't pray, I'll pray. When you want to give up, I'll, I'll keep your arms up. Like, I'll hold you in the game. Hey, friends, welcome to the Purpose Beyond Motherhood podcast. Together, we are using our voices to walk alongside women navigating infertility and motherhood. I'm Holly, and I'm so happy you're tuning in today. Hey friends, and I'm Nicole. Let me tell you a little bit about 1212 Ministries and why this podcast exists. 1212 Ministries creates a safe space for emotional restoration, physical healing, and spiritual discipleship for women who have or are experiencing infertility. We want to share hope in the hard things and encourage you to be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, and faithful in prayer. Our heart behind this podcast is to make sure that no woman walks this journey alone. Welcome to the Purpose Beyond Motherhood podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Purpose Beyond Motherhood. Nicole, what's up? Hey, (laughs) I cannot wait for this episode, you guys, because our pre-chat has just been phenomenal. I love friendship. I just love divine appointments and connections. So I just had to throw that in there. Sorry. Yes, I love that. (laughs) That makes me happy. Um, So we have Elaine Fisher on with us today. And Elaine is a friend of mine that I feel like I've known my entire life, but really I've only known her since we were like 15 and 16. Our parents kind of set us up as a forced time together (laughs) and we ended up loving each other. Um, Elaine and her husband, Ethan, have been married for about 13 years. They have four beautiful kids and they are the lead pastors of Gateway Church in Houston. And now they have two campuses, which you go girl. Um, So it's just been a privilege as her friend to watch her grow expand, follow the call in her life. Um, so I'm just proud of her, like a big sister moment, even though I'm really not that much older than you, but Hey, Elaine. <laughs> hey, I'm so honored. To be with you all. This is awesome. I love you, Holly. I love everything I love God's doing. And so thanks for having this conversation. Yes. So Elaine is actually, she, I don't even think she knows this, but she's one of my favorite speakers to listen to in general, because she's just, the Lord has just placed such an anointing on her to share um, his words, share his heart for his people. And so today we just asked her to kind of share with us about fear, battling fear, walking, um, out of fear and trusting the Lord in all things. So I'm just kind of, kind of let you roll with some help for women that are struggling with fear. (laughs) Okay. Well, let me start by saying this. We all happen to deal with fear, whether you are in the middle of success or you are in the middle of distress. Mm -hmm. You deal with fear. 
And so um, there's actually a story. It's one of my favorite stories in the Bible. It's in the Gospels. But it's actually when Jesus is taking the disciples across the sea. And he says, let's get in the boat and let's go to the other side. Um, And they are going to the other side where I'm kind of referencing is in Mark 4. But they're going to the other side. And, of course, Jesus takes a nap. He falls asleep. They freak out in the boat because the storm has broke out. And all of a sudden, everything seems to be going wrong. And what do they do in their most fearful moment as they run to Jesus and they wake him up. And of course, Jesus stands up. He calms the storm. He says, hey, peace be still. And then he looks at them and he says, why do you have so little faith? And I think there's so much in that story. Mm-hmm. But something that I want to point out of this story is that there's two types of words that God gives us. And so there's, first of all, there's a foundational word that God gives us, mm-hmm. which was, we are going to the other side. And then he gives them a, a, a fresh word, a positional word for where they are right here in the midst of this. And that's when he says, hey, I can bring peace even in the middle of what seems to be a left turn and what God has already spoken. And when I'm looking at this, I realize that in this moment that they have all this fear and all this anxiety, Jesus turns to them and he doesn't actually stop them from having fear. He doesn't say like, why in the world would you be afraid? He says, why do you let fear torment you? Why did you wait so long to go, hey, let me step into this. uh, Let me reach out to you and calm what you're facing. And then even in that, They didn't have all the answers. They didn't know how to calm the storm. They didn't know how to change their situation at all, but they knew the one person that could. And so they go to him and what happens is he actually stands up and he says, peace be still. If you go back into the passage at the very beginning, it says, let's cross over to the lake on the lake to the other side. And it says other boats followed. And if you haven't ever noticed this before, the reason I point it out is because we don't realize that in our going to Jesus, what impact that makes for everyone else around us. Because in that moment, every boat on that sea was facing a storm. But because one boat went to the person that could calm the storm, it actually calmed the storm for the entire sea, meaning every Mm -hmm. boat was impacted with that. And so the reason I say that is because we have a lot of fear. And we can tell ourselves stories and we can build up a, an idea in our mind and we can focus on it and we can let worry take over. But when we decide, hey, I'm going to go to Jesus about this or I'm going to um, turn to him, even when I don't have all the answers, I make an impact generationally. I make an impact in my okay. friend group. I make an impact in my school or in my workplace or I make an impact that is greater than me just taking my fear to the Lord. And so that's probably like my first like big, hey, okay, going to Jesus changes everything for you and for those around you. And so if I could just give a few little tips, I'll give you three words um, to deal when you are dealing with fear. The first one is stop. Stop the stories you're telling yourself. Stop listening to your fear. Stop letting it be the dominating thought or the dominating, overwhelming um, words that come out of your mouth. Just stop all of it. And then the second one is start. Start talking to yourself. (laughs) Start telling yourself the truth that God has spoken to you. Go back to the foundational word of we are going to the other side. Like Go back to whatever God's spoken. And so start praising the Lord or reading your Bible. Start getting in His presence. Just start changing the story that that the enemy's telling you by being what 
God is telling you by focusing on that, repeating that over your life, and then connect, connect with God and connect with others. It's three simple things that will greatly change any storm you find yourself in. Um, Connect with ministries, connect with other people, but just find a place where you can lean in and go, I'm dealing with anxiety and fear. And the only thing I know to do is stop the story I'm telling myself Start focusing on what God has spoken and then get in a community with people and with him to go, I've got to change this idea or this mental place. And so um, that's really been my journey with fear. I have faced fear in different seasons, different ways, but I'd love to hear kind of what y'all think after I share all of those words, kind of word vomited on you about fear. (laughs) No, I'll see what y'all say. (laughs) No, I love that. I love, I was like trying to write down everything you're saying. going to church with Elaine today. Um, but I love, I like immediately thought about how important it is, like who you choose, like who's in that boat with you, like who, right. who's around you when you're trying to figure out your plan. Cause I've learned specifically through infertility that there were certain people that would come into my life and I would be like, we are not like aligned with how we're viewing this. Um, yeah. so I love that you're talking about going to the Lord stopping the stories you're telling yourself. Like, I think if you're with someone that's telling themselves a story that you're like, that's not like, that's not fruitful. That's not helpful. Um, identifying that and then being like, Lord, show me the people that can do this with me and that are not going to like drag me down or make me question what you've asked us to do or asked me to do. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and just guarding. I mean, I remember even walking through some of your season with you, how you guarded your atmospheres, you guarded your surroundings and it didn't mean that that was something that I, um, like I was, you weren't doing it out of a hardness of heart. You were doing it out of no. a protecting a tender heart before the Lord. And it was like, God, yeah. I need to stay in a place of faith. I need to stay in a place where I can trust you. And to do that, I have to guard my surroundings. I have to say, you know what? I can't go to the fifth baby shower in this month. Yeah. Like I cannot do that. My heart Amen. can't do it. I can't plant a seed of bitterness when there isn't, that's not what I need to do, you know, and it's not that you were looking for it, but it just is. It's that tender part of your heart to where, you know, if you had an open wound, you wouldn't be like, oh, I'm going to go get in the ocean. No, like you're protecting your surroundings because you're healing. And I think that's a safe thing to do to say, man, I'm getting in a boat. I'm going somewhere with the Lord, but I also need to guard my surroundings. I need to guard my conversations, my atmospheres, the events I'm attending, I just need to fill myself up with faith and not let anything come in that plants a seed of bitterness in my heart because it really is not. And I I hope every woman hears this. If you're in that season where you feel like I just can't go to another baby shower, I can't go to another gender reveal or another party. Like I just can't do it. It is not from a place of hardness of heart. It is a place from guarding the tenderness of heart before the Lord because it is not a place that, and if your friends don't get it, that's okay. You know, like yeah. let them be upset because I promise there will be a day they come back and be like, girl, if I would have understood what you were facing, I would not have been offended that yes. you did not show up, you know, and the good friends will not be offended at that. They will be like, friend, yes. I get it. Like, I get it. You do what you need to do and we'll bless you in that. And so that's good. I like that a lot. I like that idea of guarding your heart. Yeah. So many things. I mean, yes. one, I don't think I've ever noticed about the other boats. 
Mm-hmm. I, I've never paid attention to that. Me neither. And so that that was really big for me to <clears throat> to hear that. And those are, you know, important words for sure. Um, I love that you talked about kind of guarding your atmosphere. I'm reading a book right now about shifting atmospheres. So mm-hmm. I just think that that's so important. Um, but also, again, about the other boats, you know, yeah. you also talked about just when we kind of walk into a space that we are um, – changing lives, you know, making an impact in other ways. And I just think too, when we walk through those difficult seasons of infertility and pregnancy loss is that, you know, our legacy could possibly look different, you Mm -hmm. know, but also, but if we are running to Jesus and searching for him, that, that just changes right there. You know, that changes the big thing. So yes, we might not have a typical legacy of, you know, 2.3 kids or, you know, whatever, or it it might be zero kids, you know, but our legacy, like we can still make a generational impact for the kingdom if our eyes are fixed on Jesus. So I love, I love that you pointed that out. Yeah, that's right. I think it's true. And I think too, like we, I want to clarify too, what I mean by running to Jesus, because I just don't want to add another to-do list to your your hurting heart of like, oh man, I've got to go and I have to read all of Leviticus. Like, no, you don't. Like, you can let that book go right now. You know, like that's okay. But there is that. It may be I can get a scripture a day. I can just mm-hmm. meditate on this one truth. I can just take this one little that's note good. card and post it, or I can, you know, I can just write a scripture. There's a journal that I did in some of my most desperate times called Write the Word Journal. And it Mm -hmm. just literally has a scripture reference and you write the word. And it gave me a prompt. It gave me a way to get into the Bible without having to think about it or look at this. You know, I don't know exactly, depending on your Bible, it's probably 1200 pages. And you're like, good Lord, I can't, I don't even know where to start. Mm -hmm. I'm so broken. I'm so angry. I'm hurt. All the things. It's like, that's okay. Take all of that to Jesus. In Proverbs, it says, commit your actions to the Lord and your plans will succeed. But that word commit, it actually comes from um, a word called gala. And they would use this word to pack. They would talk about a camel getting from one destination to another. And they would pack that camel down with everything they needed to get from one destination to the other. And along the journey, when the camel could no longer carry everything it was carrying, it would just kneel down. And when it kneeled down, everything would roll off of its back. And so when he says, hey, commit your ways to the Lord, commit your actions to the Lord, commit your heart to the Lord. Literally, what he's saying to do is everything that's on you right now, just go ahead and kneel down. And I have found myself, and I'm sure mm-hmm. you both can relate to this, that you are in such a, a broken, angry heart. Like you're you're just hurting and you don't actually have words. Just fall at the feet of Jesus. Just kneel down and say, God, I give it to you. Like I commit this to you. And I just say, Lord, take the burden from me, you know, because it is, there is yeah. such a burden in the process to be like, yeah. no, I'm going to, I'm going to lay this down. And they're, I mean, think about it. When the camel stands back up, they reload it up and they're still trying to get to a destination. And I do understand there are seasons where we lay things at the feet of the cross and we leave them at the feet of the cross. But there are other times that there are burdens that God gives us to carry and they're not meant to be burdens to kill you. They're burdens to build you. And I think those are the ones that we have to pick back up. But there is a season where I fall at the feet of Jesus like, God, I commit this to you. Like, I don't understand and I don't know why, but I can fall at your feet and go, yep, I can trust you in that. I can have you build me with this moment and lay that here for you. That's so good. I love that. I love the idea of kneeling down when you just like can't and that that's what he wants us to do. I think so often we can think like, 
okay, I'm like a woman of the Lord. I have to like act like I have it all together. I can't show that I'm fearful. I can't show that I'm feeling anxious, but like he, he already knows it. And like, you're good friends. If you don't, even if you just have one friend that you can like tell that to, that is all that you need. And that he just really wants you to surrender that and meditate on his truth. That's so good. Well, I love that we have each other to do that that we have ministry friends to do that. And I know y'all have so many resources of just um, even cards that you can memorize and just different things to be like, you know what? I'm going to lean into that right now. Like I'm going to let someone else do the hard work for you. This isn't a plowing season. It's just that season where you need to reap the harvest of someone else's field. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. You can go to gleaning in another person's field and turning on podcasts, turning on sermons, turning on worship and glean from someone else's plow. And that's okay. Like those seasons are a hundred percent acceptable. Yes. Yes. I, every time I think, every time I think of you, every time I see your face, (laughs) I am so, it's just so cool to see how, how you have taken like your skill set. And I do, I like see so much of your dad and you, when you talk, it like blows my mind, but it makes me think about how, and Nicole knows this, but how every mother's day, Pastor Robert prays for like the women. And I remember even growing up at like 14, 15 being mm-hmm. like that. I mean, that would be horrible to like be the woman that's trying so hard to have a baby and it's mother's day and you're here. Um, I don't know what made my brain go here, but I'm like, I just appreciate, I feel like your family has more of an awareness to that. Um, I don't feel like a lot of pastors or leadership maybe go there necessarily, which is right, something yeah. we're trying to change, but right. I just appreciate I appreciate that. And you did that on Mother's Day at your church. I did. It's you just carrying it on. Well, I I did a little bit different. We actually took the first 10 minutes of like my message portion and I wrote out prayers that I was able to pray over uh, moms, over wannabe moms, over loss, over loss of I've lost my mom this year or I've lost Mm -hmm. a child this year. I still am without my promise. And so I did. And I sent them all to Holly. Um, so, and I will say this too, well, I did because the reality (laughs) of it is, it's like, I haven't personally walked through Mm -hmm. this season. And so I also want to keep a tender heart toward it. And if I can just give encouragement Mm -hmm. to a, if you're the friend that hasn't walked through it, you're listening to this and you're like, how do I be that friend? It's okay to just be honest. Be like, I actually don't know what you need right now, but I'm here with you. Like I will walk with you. I don't know the full pain of that. And know that like, if I overstep, I'm going to apologize for it. And so there were several times I asked Holly, like, how can I help right now? What can I do? I will pray. I will grieve with you. Um, And Holly's been so kind to me too, to be like, yeah, that's not how I would have heard it or whatever and help me learn to have the conversations the right way or learn to be a help. And so I did, when we did our prayer point this past weekend or the past mother's day, I did, I I sent her all the prayers. I was like, would you just read over them? Because if you're in the middle of the storm, I don't want this to be a comfort, not to be mean to you, but I want it to feel encouraging to you. So like how does that happen? And is there anything in this that my naive heart doesn't hear correctly. And so I think mm-hmm. too, giving each other, like, I appreciate that about this friendship because we can have those hard conversations mm-hmm. of like, okay, I'm naive to that, but will you help me understand? Will you help me see? Will totally. you help me not be hurtful? Cause that's not my heart in it all. Um, can I ask questions or can I, can I pray a different way? Can I offer this and for this other side of that? And so it's been very helpful. But yes, we did it at our church and it made a huge difference because it is most people actually are walking through some level of 
holding on to a promise. And I think that's a huge thing that we want to be an encouragement to that season. I love that because I think it, for a lot of people, they avoid church. I think Mother's Day, Father's Day, you know, any of those. And so I think just feeling seen on all different levels is so, I just think it's amazing. I love it. Right. Well, and I think that's probably, and you would have to answer it more so, but I think a lot of it is you you want to just feel seen in the midst of your pain. You know, you want someone to just go, hey, I see it and I'll stand with you in it. And when you can't pray, I'll pray. When you want to give up, I'll I'll keep your arms up. Like I'll hold you in the game and tell you like, we're going to get through this. We're going to keep walking. We're going to see the other side of the storm, whatever it is, however it comes out. But just having those voices of encouragement to be like, I don't understand it. I like I'm hurt with you, but we are going to keep walking. How can I help you keep walking forward? What can I do to help you take the next step? Um, Whether that is I'll cook dinner for you tonight or I'll clean your home for you. Like that's your Mm -hmm. next step. But just helping people in that, I think, is a big win, you know, of just I don't understand it. But that doesn't mean I can't stand with you. And so. That's mm-hmm. such a good reminder for so people good. walking through it and just yes. have China. And the support system. You know, I yes. think that that's so wonderful for the support system to hear that. So whether that's family members, friends, or even the church, mm-hmm. you know. And so I just want to thank you for what you do, just even from the mm-hmm. platform to be yes. able to share and allow women walking in the season to be seen. So thank yeah. you. Oh, thank you. It's so such much. an honor. You know, we're all a gift from the Lord. And so I want everybody to flourish in their gift that God's given them. Yes. And so it's just a fun season to say, you know what? I can stand with you no matter where you are. So, yes. Okay. Random side note tangent. If we have listeners in the Houston area, what time are y'all services? Where's your campus? I mean, they can find your website, but if they're just listening right now and driving or something. That's true. Okay. So we currently have locations in Katy and Magnolia. Um, And so our website's gatewayhome.com. But our Katy location, we have four services right now, Saturday at five, and then nine, 11, and one on Sunday. And our Magnolia location has services at nine and 11 on Sunday. And so. I'm so proud of you. I can't believe you're doing all of that. I, I, I really whoa, can't either. Whoa, girl. <laughs> You're doing a great job. Like you guys are growing and I'm just so yes, proud of yeah. you. Well, thank you. And honestly, I, I don't know how I got here. Like by the grace of God is really all, <laughs> you know, Holly said we went on a blind date together. We did. I, mean, I met Jesus at 19. So she met me at 15. And so there was oh. four years of her going you're going to meet Jesus today. You're going to meet Jesus today. <laughs> so thankful for her friendship. But I mean, I was a hot mess. So this I is mean, all by the grace of God. We were just baby babies, you know? I feel like the Lord that I thought I knew then is totally mm-hmm. different. I feel like the Lord's like, you yeah. knew me, but you knew like my pinky finger. And yes. now I'm. he's like, now you can see like all of my hands and all that I've been doing. And I don't know. It's just... I'm grateful for the Lord's grace because I didn't even, I didn't even, I mean, I saw you walk through so many seasons, but then it was like, it was so cool to see you surrender. Hmm. And then like what the Lord's done with that surrender has been amazing. So I love you. Well, I love you too. And so I'm so grateful. And honestly, it is like, it's one of those where I see it all throughout the Bible. Now there's a process of like what God does with people. 
And so it's like, as you continue to grow, and even like you said, I don't think we'll ever get to the place. I mean, I think in 10 years, you and I are going to talk and you're like, in that season, I thought I knew more than a pinky finger, but I still only knew. And now I know, whatever, you know, and so there is, we're growing to be more like him. And that's the gift of walking through seasons is because honestly, I don't wish hardship on anyone. And I have had my own different hardships too. Um, You know, I was in an abusive relationship. I've had hardships all throughout life of just different things. And so I don't wish hardships on anyone, but the God that you encounter in the midst of a Mm -hmm. hardship, you can't encounter Mm -hmm. anywhere else, you know? And so it's like, there's a gift to the God in the fire. And I really am grateful that we have a God who's in the fire with us. But I appreciate the process of life to some level because I get to see a new God or not the same God, but a new version or a new and demeanor of my God. Dimension. Yes. yes, dimension is probably the right word, but I just get to know him a little bit better, which is a true gift. So, yes, beautiful. I'm sure he just, just like laughs. Like, yeah, I'm sure he laughs when we're like, I, you know, I, I don't know, like in our teenage years when we thought we saw, I don't know, it's just like, I'm sure he just giggles and he's like, that's cute. That was just that's like so not sweet. even scratching the surface. I'm sure. I'm sure he's still giggling at me right now. Like, no, oh. you're I'm trying, friend. You're trying. I mean, I just, I mean, I laugh at myself, so I can only imagine what he does. He's probably like, wow. Look at her. Look at that. You guys are so precious. Your friendship is such a gift. And so uh, I, I really do hope that women listening or just all of our listeners just hear that and the importance of mm, community. And so yes. thank you both for just sharing that today. And Elaine, thank you for coming on the podcast. Yes. We're grateful for you. Oh, thank you. It's such an honor. I love both of you guys. I love what God's doing in and through this ministry. And so it's such an honor. Thanks. Okay, friends, we will see you next time on the Purpose Beyond Motherhood podcast. Don't forget, episodes release the third Monday of every month. See you next time. Bye.